What it do, baby? Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast that talks about any and everything. Just like the days hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy, Quattro. What's up, guys? What is good, everybody? It is your boy, Slick Rob. There's no introduction needed. Let's just get straight to it. Yeah, man. How you been, dog? It is. It's been a spell. How 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 are you, sir? Man, um, it's I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, finna be on spring break. Um, this past Monday, I uh I was able to I got to meet a I got to meet a talent agent. That was pretty cool in person. We we got to talk, but n- nothing happened. We just um I got to know them. It was a thing that was set up for these people from these people I know. So that was pretty fun. Um, it's awesome. School's been great. Literally shot um a student film with some kids in my class, and it's, hey, bro, it's very funny. Um, it's a very funny. I'm gonna send it to you so you can check it out. And um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. We going through the finishing touches of it for a project. So yeah, that's pretty dope. And I'm setting up to film something um in the summer. And then I'm gonna be filming. Hope then hopefully if everybody schedules right, I'll be able to start filming with y'all for the second part of being black in America. Um, by the end of the year. So yeah. Things have been pretty fun. I've been keeping myself busy with filming, so yeah, that's been pretty cool. No cap. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, I uh, I'm chilling, man. I've been good. School's winding up. Um, Muse is doing amazing things. We're growing every day. Um, so I honestly, I'm good in the hood, bro. But uh, I miss I miss the rest of the guys. I'm ready to see y'all boys again, live and in person, bro. I, I miss y'all boys. Yeah, but, same um, here, man. I miss y'all like a lot. I'm, y'all, y'all, I'm in a totally different state. Y'all still there in Florida. I'm, bro, I'm here in Georgia, real. paying for, for parking real. everywhere I go. <laughs> oh my god, how much is parking? It depends on where you go, bro. Sometimes it could be depending on how long the hours are. Sometimes the cheapest I ever paid for parking was a dollar, but like it depends on how long you're gonna be chilling there. You, bro, yeah. the most expensive I ever paid for parking was twenty, and I was like. Whew. Ain't part there long. Ain't part there no more. Oh hell. So no. do do they have um? Have you taken the train yet? Have I taken the train? Um, no, cause I haven't been able to catch it in time. And plus, got you. I don't like walk, bro. Like I don't even just I don't even like walking. Period in Atlanta, cause it's too many crackheads that be coming up to me. So I don't even like walking to the station, cause the station's mm. a good three miles from my crib, right? But like, okay, it ain't terrible. It ain't that bad, but I'll be like, uh, but yeah, um. Yeah, because I know cap. three I, miles is bitch for a walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I know your pops. Last time I talked to your pops, he mentioned about the train to me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the martyr probably with my cousin when she goes see my um family probably in a couple. That's of awesome. Weeks. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Um, little bit of business right quick. You can catch us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you happen to listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. Helps me figure out you know what to do with the show and, and how much you guys are loving it so thank y'all for everybody that's listening we are i know we are all out of sorts with these release dates we are having some technical difficulties but we're trying to get back on on track we got some really cool things for you and i really love doing this show and i want it to continue so with that being said slick rock you know what to do you know what we got to get yeah, into. Yeah, so you guys already know what we finna put down for y'all. We finna put you on something. The put on segment, everybody. Basically, y'all know the whole shebang. Well, if this is your first time, the put on segment is, first time listening to us, the put on segment is a segment where we look, where we talk about anything that we recently watched, eaten, listened to, created, that we think you, the people, should check out. And I'm gonna go first for y'all boys. 
and I'm going to put y'all on this new album that came out. And I want to do a music review for this. Hopefully, me and Kira are going to be able to set this up. But Quattro knows these people. I know these people. They're natives of the ATL. I think one of them are. But Earth Gang just dropped a new album called Ghetto Cap, Gods. did he really? Yes. Oh, I need Ghetto to go Gods. And oh my God, Ghetto Gods. It came out this past weekend. Literally, the. The weekend, well, the weekend of um Euphoria Day, um, a couple of days before the season finale, Earth Gods, no, no, Ghetto Gods, not Earth Gods. Man, Ghetto Gods is such a cool album. My favorite song, it's so many bangers, but it might be the one with that boy. It might be the one with Future. Hold on, I got. Let me go back and look at the track list real quick. Um, Ghetto Gods itself is just it's the second song. That right there, you guys, is a banger. But his song Billy with Future. And where's it at? Not Zaza. Billy, 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 Billy. I know Zaza. I know the Zaza skit. I know definitely you and Sensei. Y'all will crack up laughing at that. But Amen with Music Soul Child. That is a banger. Like Amen, Billy, um, Ghetto Gods, and Water Boys, of course, with our man J. Cole. Jet so good. So good. And JID's on that song. But Earth Gang was able to they I think they grabbed a whole guy. Bro, they even have a song with Nick Cannon called Power. And CeeLo Green on it. Hey, bro, look, Power actually not that bad. I don't know about Nick Cannon, though, but Power with CeeLo Green. <laughs> oh, bro. I, yeah, no, nah, I need to go listen to this album. Like, yes, y'all got, yeah, y'all got to listen to that. And next thing I'm going to put y'all on, and I definitely want my boy Quattro to check this out since he goes to an HBCU. But, of course, if any of y'all are big fans of the CW, you know, they have that famous show, All-American, but mm-hmm. they have a spinoff called All-American Homecoming. I think it's All American Homecoming, where it follows the character of Simone, who dates Jordan in Hall American, going to an HBCU called Brinkston. It's actually Brinkston. I don't believe. I don't think it's a real university. I think it's made up. But um, the show was shot here in Atlanta, so it's pretty cool. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and the cool story is about well, Quattro. I don't think you watch All American, but Simone, Mm-mm. her character. You know, she lives. She lived in Cali with um Jordan. She Jordan was a football player. They were supposed to go to Coastal california together or whatever they're supposed to go to the same college but mm-hmm. she chose well she was supposed to go to stanford like her mother wanted her to but she chose to go to brinkston university hbcu over a pwy and that caused a friction between her and her mother but luckily her aunt teaches at brinkston so that helped influence her with going to brinkston and um it's a really cool show and um the characters are pretty cool my favorite character on that show is probably simone and um the baseball player I forgot his name, Jesus. But there's a baseball player who's who turned down going to the MLB to play for Brinkston University to help their baseball program. So it's a what? Yeah, kind of crazy. But was he like? Was he like good? Oh, dude, I mean, yeah, dude, I had to be to go, go dude, to MLB out of high school. <laughs> dude, yeah, MLB straight out of high school. Dude was really good, but he turned it down to go to Brinkston University. And uh, do you know what kind of money contracts they be writing in the like? That's the richest sport. He basically wanted to bring often kind of he wanted to kind of bring authenticity to you know HBCUs and bring them a light. And honestly, bro, literally, I, it's only two episodes in, and when I tell you, well, actually, one of the episodes, one well, it's not part of the series, but it was part of All American when they went to go visit that like the All American okay. cast went to go visit the HBCU, and that's when she was like, "I'm gonna go to Brinkston. But um, bro, I'm telling you, it's like. Like I've been to H, I I don't go to HBCU, but I almost did. 
Like I ain't tell you that story. Mm-hmm. I almost I almost did think about I almost was gonna do fam, no cap. But Bro, we could be living together. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. But um yeah, like I've been to a lot of HBCUs in the Bri. Like I think they do pretty well with the HBCU environment. Like authenticity, nice. I don't authenticity was pretty cool. But all American Homecoming, Quattro, I would definitely want you to check that out. But also you guys, the listeners, especially if you go to HBCU, check out All American Homecoming. Like for please, sure, for sure. And Ghetto Big Gods. Butt. Listen to Ghetto Gods. Nice. Ghetto Gods and All American Homecoming. Check that out. Um, my put on is gonna be another new show. Um over over there on Peacock. It's gonna be the new Bel Air drama, uh, based on the comedy from the nineties, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, starring Will Smith. Um, I'm like, I think it's five episodes in. Yeah. Um, I so far I'm enjoying it. I, you know, the commentary I hear everybody say is just like, hey, like don't compare them. Like if you don't compare The Fresh Prince of Bel Air to Bel Air, you you shouldn't have any problems. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I like the little, the little callbacks. Dialogue's a little fishy in the beginning, but it's, it seems like it's getting better. Um, I like the the new characters and some of the changes they've made to some of the characters. I hate Carlton, which I guess is the point. Uh, yeah. Like I hate him a lot more than I did like the original. Like the original Carlton wasn't bad; he was dorky. Anyway, like he had his his moments, but this Carlton boy, like, why wow, we just we'd have been fighting all the time, bro. This dude's a new type of asshole. Yeah, I but do not like uh, I like what they did with this character. I love Aunt Viv and uh, Uncle Phil. They're they're really cool. Um, but so far, I really enjoy the show. Um, and another reboot. Uh, since we're kind of in the same vein, uh, the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, bro, so funny. Like they dropped the first two episodes. Uh, freaking amazing. Like, and it's I tweeted. I was like, bro, the way you have to be black to like fully understand and appreciate this show. It's crazy. Like, like there was little stuff that I was like, bro, you only understand that if you're black. Like when you talk, like when uh, Oscar was like, uh, yeah, I used to put on the music on the eight track for my with my girl, but then his, the dad would come in, turn on Shirley Caesar, and kick my butt out. Uh, like they, they actually played Shirley Caesar. I was like, oh my god. Like these white folks don't know who Shirley Caesar is. <laughs> that right, that job was funny. Oh my god. Which is crazy because they do because like everybody knows the I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. They, they yeah, that's Shirley Caesar for all you guys that don't know. Um, but yeah, so those two shows you can catch Bel Air on Peacock, you can catch Proud Family, of course, on Disney Plus. Um really, 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 really enjoyed that show. Um, but y'all know what y'all here for. Y'all know we about to do. Let's talk about Euphoria season two. Man. What a what a season. <laughs> what yeah. a what a show. What a show. But real quick before we get into all that, uh if you haven't, we did a season 1 review of Euphoria along with the special episodes. Uh you can check that out. Episode 69, sensational. Uh you can find that on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. That episode is episode 69, sensational. Um and right now I'm also going to say this is your official spoiler alert. For all things Euphoria, season one and two, and the special episode. So if you haven't seen Euphoria, season two primarily, or season one, um, please stop. Or you don't have to stop, but I would stop, pause it, go check it out, come back to us, and hear what we got to say about this amazing show. But without further ado, let's talk about Euphoria season two. Slick Rod, run us through that TV rating system real quick before we get yeah, into it. Yeah, I got y'all. Let me give y'all this little rundown on how we do these TV rating systems. 
First, we're going to start off with the story. What's it about? Does it tell a good, well-paced story? Come on, writing, tone, and structure. Structure is very important because euphoria, structure is all over the place, which makes it so good. Well, for me. Anyway, characters. Do they carry the show forward? Are they interesting enough to watch them again? Implications. What are we left with? Do we want more episodes, seasons, spinoffs? Spoiler alert. We are. I think well, we'll get to that later. And, and of course, at the end, we're going to give it a table score. One being boo-boo trash, throw it in the dumpster, and ten. Hey, bro, put this bit in the Hall of Fame. Put it on the pedestal. Make it a trophy. Is it a, It's a masterpiece. I forgot, who, I forgot whose song says masterpiece, but yeah. Yep, but that is how we rate these movie. I mean, these TV shows, you guys. Yeah, man. Let me hit y'all with a quick synopsis. Euphoria is an American teen television series created and written by Sam Levinson for HBO. It is based on the Israeli television miniseries of the same name created by Ron Lashem and Daphna Levine. The series follows a group of high school students through their experiences of identity, trauma, drugs, family, friendships, love, and sex. Point blank period. All of it. All of it. It stars, sorry guys, it stars Zendaya as Rue, Sydney Sweeney as Cassie, Hunter Schaefer as Jules, Alexa Demi as Maddie, Jacob E. Lordy as Nate, Angus Cloud as Fezgo, Maude Apatow as Lexi, Barbie Ferreira as Kat, Storm Reed as Gia, Dominic Fike as Elliot, Eric Dane as Kyle Jacobs, Nika King as Leslie, Austin Abrams as Ethan, Chloe Cherry as Faye, and Javon Wana Walton as Ashtray. Man, so let's get into this story. This season focused, of course, on our main character, Rue. And of course, what is Euphoria without, you know, the story of Rue and her sobriety, bro? So what did you think about like the season, first episode coming back after two years being off, uh, just the pandemic and all that stuff? What was your thoughts on that and just like Rue and her sobriety? The first episode, I thought it was, wow. Um. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't too concerned for Rue in the first episode. I was actually mainly concerned a lot with Nate and um Nate and Lexi going into this season and we got a lot fleshed out about them. But in Rue, I thought it was interesting her in the first episode. We could definitely tell. Yeah, she is nowhere gotten better from that special episode we got. Because mm-hmm. and one thing I wanna mention for a lot of Euphoria fans out there that, you know, were there because I'm one of the fans that was there way from back in 2019 when the yeah. show first premiered. Right. Um, there was always this big thing of what the hell was going to, what the hell happened to Rue after season one? Because it looked like it was left on a cliffhanger. We don't know if she relapsed, if she died. It was this big, then we got that special episode. And the crazy thing was, it definitely showed that Rue really was counting her days. Like to me, I thought that was interesting. Like she's nowhere near getting better. And I like how that first episode literally just shows her like, oh yeah, um, we literally see Rue starting off high as hell. Even though the she ended up getting put into a crazy situation with the drug people, but I her sobriety, man, I was just like from the get go episode, I'm just like, she is not doing well. This is gonna be a long se- this is gonna be a long season for Rue and getting right. anywhere near her sobriety. That's literally my thoughts when I first saw that first episode. I was like, oh god. Yeah. Um. In in terms of the first episode, I really enjoyed it. I really loved the setting of like just the party scene and kind of just catching up with the characters through this party scene, and it kind of brought you in with different people. Um. In terms of Rue, like I I knew from off rip, like this season's like the goal for this season was to like 
really let viewers know like hey rue is not a character at this point to root for you know like rue is gonna do some dark things she's gonna see some dark days this season and we're gonna make you we're gonna let you know like hey this is not the character that you're supposed to root for this is somebody that you are supposed to hurt for and i believe that that was translated very well not only in the first episode but throughout the season mm -hmm. but um as we'll talk more about the story and, and like little beats and stuff like that just how the first episode kind of was the like trunk and then like it kind of branched off and, and kind of set the whole season in motion because you also got an update on uh cassie nate and maddie which was a huge story uh arc for this season um you got to see kind of what jules you got to meet elliot this in the first episode so things like that were really really uh interesting and of course we got to talk about the ending of season of episode one where uh fezco lets nate know what it is and what it ain't <laughs> what did you think about that beat down from fesco streets needed that yesterday last week hey bro two months ago <laughs> But Bro, that man, jump was so crazy. That jump was so funny. Like, I was like, yes, sir. I love, we didn't even mention this, but how it literally just starts off with the line, Fesco's grandmother was a motherfucking G. We got Fesco's yeah. backstory, which yeah. is what a lot of people wanted from season one, ever since they met Fesco. And I, I love the backstory because it really does show how, why he is the type of person he is. And, um, man. First of all, just shout out to his grandmama. His grandmama was really a G. Like I really loved seeing. G. I think it was a whole fifteen minutes of just going through his backstory. But yeah, bro, that ending was so clean. Him hitting outside the head. He's a protector. I just and I loved my favorite part was honestly him and Lexi. Like because Lexi's one of my favorite characters. Um, so like it was so cool seeing them get to share moments and you know yeah. set up that little love dynamic that they had going throughout the rest of the season. So that was pretty cool. But that beat right. down, I'm like, oh yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah. yeah, that definitely was pretty crazy. But speaking of another very interesting dynamic in this show, uh, Rue, Jules, and Elliot. This was, Elliot was introduced in season one, uh, season one, season two, uh, in the second episode. And wow. I What do you think of, of those two? Um, I, uh, preferably when it comes to Elliot, I wasn't too big on him because I literally, I just literally see Elliot as another problem for Rue. Like, I try my best when I watch when I watch Euphoria to try to give Rue the benefit of the doubt because she's going through a lot. But when I see her make the choice, I'm just like Elliot doesn't help her at all. And I wasn't too big on Elliot. He was interesting cat though in the beginning. I'm like, what's up with dude for real? Like, dude's just like literally a fly on the wall. He's literally a fly on the wall. So like, what's his deal? Like. Yeah, I'm not really sure what his um, place was in the show, to be real honest with you. Like, he didn't really further the story anyway. Like, uh, aside from, like, a four-minute song he had in the last episode, like, I don't understand what why Elliot needed to be added to the show. But um, more so for the fact that, like, women love Dominic Fike, and Dominic Fike is, like, if you look up the picture of the type of guys that most girls are going for these days... It, Dominic Fike and Pete Davidson are all gonna gonna pop up. So, um, which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like that's just that's probably was one of the driving forces of like let's hey let's get this pretty famous guy around some of our really cool characters and see what he can do. Um, I do I I, I kind of like was 
hit or miss in the way on how he threw the wrench into their relationship between rules and Zendaya, rules and rule and jewels. Because, hey, that was a relationship I never rooted for in the first place. Like, I really mm-hmm. am tired of Jules. Like, Jules is like, yeah, I, I don't understand her character at this point. And as we'll talk more about about throughout the episode, like, I feel like Jules is one of the characters that kind of got, like, shafted in terms of, like, their story this season. Um, another character I kind of uh, was talk- was thinking about that was Kat. Because, like, in episode two, uh, the show kind of talks about, this is where we get that really cool sequence of Kat Kind of dealing with her like uh body positivity again and then like that scene where she's talking to like all the different youtubers and influencers and they're like uh you know cat like f everybody like you're beautiful and she's like it's easy for you to say when you like fine as fuck and then like she also has the wet dream about the game of thrones guy yeah. uh fucking her and then killing ethan so yeah all that but yeah uh, what were your what were your thoughts on on that well one more th- well one more thing about elliot i i think mm-hmm. elliot's sole purpose was to help further that idea back from the special episode of you have to choose yourself over your relationship and right. he just kind of was helping point that out like yo you really should not be fucking with jules like but i really that, i think that's literally he just helps her show that she needs to get her shit together like take care of herself but in regards to cat i loved that scene very creative but honestly i knew i knew what i was i kind of felt that was going to happen with cat because like i feel like and women are going to hate me for this cat is a great representation of how a lot of women are in society today and like it's not even a bad thing because a lot of girls i know like tweeted about oh my god like i can relate to what cat's thinking and what cat's feeling yeah i know you guys they have you know a lot of insecurities about them but how they choose guys let's be for real like let's be for real cat she put you know season one she got with this whole thing of you know making these you know going for these how guys are whatever she already has this facade about guys are like this guys can be shit they can fuck over you do bad things to you or be aggressive and you get a sweet guy like ethan who genuinely cares for you does this and that but he's not necessarily he's not he's either not fucking her the right way or he's not doing this or that like being that's having that toxicity that a lot of women expect like her friend um like well maddie for example but cat like so like seeing that was kind of interesting on like cat realizing like because ruse like cat realized ethan was such a good guy but she just didn't love him she doesn't love him because she's not used to that and i just like i feel like cat was a great representation this season of what a lot of women go through like they can't keep a good guy they're used to the toxicity and mm. not, it's not even necessarily cat deals with toxic guys she just knows it and she or she wants this she has this facade of what she should what she wants you know what she wants she wants the big muscular guy she wants the oh the she want that long schlong whatever because clearly she was messing with a long a lot of schlongs and that's season one right <laughs> so i thought that was pretty <laughs> interesting seeing that from cat and creatively i wish we could have got more but I think Kat's story yeah. was pretty okay this season, just dealing with her realizing she doesn't want Ethan after all. He was just like a right a, a seasonal fling thing. And as as we're kind of talking about season two, like we definitely have to talk about uh Cal finding out that Nate that Nate gave Maddie the tape. Or he was he's finding out that Nate knew about the tapes and therefore knew there was copies. 
Yeah. That was crazy. Like, that was just insane. I just remember watching that in, at the end of season yeah. two. Like, and he's like, do you have it? Do you have it? And then it cuts the credits. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. But another beat I want to talk about, uh, this is the big one. Cassie, Nate, and Maddie. Yikes. Yikes. So in episode one, of course, um, Cassie's a freaking wreck. Like, as she is the entire season. Like, Cassie's a freaking wreck this season. But... um. And it's funny, I listened back to our episode, uh, Sensational, uh, we talked about season one and like Sydney Sweeney had did an interview talking about what season two was going to be like for Cassie. And she, he, and all she, all she said was like, it's going to get dark for Cassie. And like, I, I mean, it got dark. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> got dark. Uh, so in the first episode, Cassie breaks the forbidden rule and she gets with her best friend's ex and she begins hiding it and uh yeah what do you what did you think boy it's crazy like i've like because actually like when that happened i'm like i'm like bro how did we not catch this from the beginning because i like and i still always circle back to season one when nate straight up said because it Nate, we can definitely tell Nate had a facade to want to fuck Cassie from season one. Because anytime he was around her, he was just looking like, look at her. And plus, he called, he told McKay, she's a fucking whore. Like, fuck her like the whore she is. And like, pass her on, pass her on to the next guy. So when I saw that happen, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm not surprised Nate was into it. But I'm like, yo, Cass, you must really be going through it. And then... But then if, if I just knew I something I did not like about Cassie, and I was like, there it goes. She goes for idiot every guy. And I was, man, that was very dark. And it was crazy, like, because it looked like her and Maddie were, like, the glue of that group, like, of of them two, Kat, Kat and BB. It looks mm-hmm. like that was the glue of the four. Them two were, like, the power, the power stars of the group. And that just... Oh, that was crazy. And then, like, bro, her hiding in the bathroom, though. Bro, I'm like... That scene was insane. That was, bro, a that lot of anxiety, for real. I'm like... Yeah. I was... That scene was insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was a fun uh, little add-on. Like, Cassie definitely seems like a character that would do that. And then, like, just the way that, like, when Maddie found out and, like, the way Alexa Demi played off that hurt of just, like... Bro, it's not even about, like, you and Nate, bro. It's about you and me. Like, how could you do that to me? Like, especially, like, literally, like, Alexa Demi... Jesus. Uh, Maddie and Nate were talking about getting back together, and all the while, Cassie was, like, messing with Nate. And that's just... You can't do that one, boy. That's that's just... That's that's a messed up type of deal, bro. And, uh, and just, like, we'll talk more about Nate when we get into characters, but just, like, uh, what Nate was going through in the midst of this was also kind of cool. Yeah. But of course you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Let's talk about Lexi and Fez. Gotta talk about Lexi and Fez, man. Nah. I thought it was cute. It was cute. It was but I liked how in the end it was kind of played off as like, hey, they're more so like leaning on each other as friends before you know they get directly into a romance. Because of course it was like it was supposed to be romantic, but at the end of the day, like they were friends. They they leaned on each other, they talked all the time. Like it was a good friendship, and I really liked that. Yeah, for sure. Like everything you just said, most definitely. Um, I just love that the fact that Lexi was finally feeling loved or accepted for who she was 
that was the biggest thing I took away from this. Um, mm. Cause Lexi has always been for me. I've always seen Lexi as a person that's willing to give a helping hand, be the nice person, be the nice friend. And even though when people don't ask for it or, but she was finally being seen as worthy, nice, cool, have value. Like Le- Le- Fesco is like, bro, you a fucking firecracker. You dope. Like Lexi doesn't get that enough. And, you know, and she doesn't, guys don't really always go, oh my God, Lexi, oh my God, they don't do that. So it was kind of cool seeing her actually be happy, you know, getting noticed. Like, that was pretty cool. And like, I don't know for, and then with the other side with Fesco, I thought it was pretty cool that Fesco, like he, he was having fun. Like he was actually having fun with himself, not just the general I got a job to do 24-7, push this way, you know, take care of this business from my grandma's and shit. <laughs> nah, he yeah. was, he enjoyed talking. And they were like, she, like, Lexi was fun. He was like, bro, I think when he said, you, this is the most, dude was the best part of my whole year. Nigga, the year is over. That shit was funny. That, <laughs> that bit was clean, though. I liked it. And in the ending, it was hurtful. Cause like, I'm like, bro, oh, I was like, why can't this nigga just go straight to the play? First of all, that conversation can wait. Like, bro, fact, dog. Like, like, nigga, you, but they was already out there. Like, I thought it was just gonna be like they was gonna catch him, record him, and then like catch him on the street one day and arrest his ass. But nah, they was out there ready to like take him in. Yeah, for real. That Which is crazy because it makes me think, like, bro, like y'all doing all this for Mouse. Like, it's not like he killed like some like law abiding like mother of three parent teacher president like. You're, this is Mouse, a drug dealer who probably like sells kids and like doesn't pay his taxes. But I mean, I get it. I guess I get it. Laws the law. Got it. Got to throw him in jail. But like, just the way, like, oh my god, just that whole like deal with Faye, and then like the dealing with Mouse, and then the way that all comes to a head in the in the final episode with the shootout between Ashtray and the police was, oh. Bro, it was said, bro. Like, we should have really saw it coming. Thinking about, first of all, it was. If we think about it, Ashtray's the one that set this all in motion for real, cause he the one that killed Mouse ass. He he put the bop. I was like, God damn, nigga, what? The... I'm saying, bro, this Mouse kid... about he about that action, boss. Bro, like, yeah, Ashtray is a different breed, bro. Yeah, R.I.P. Ashtray. R.I.P. My dog Ash, bro. I, I mean, like I tell, like I told you in the text. Let's remember drug dealers, but at the same time, he still was a kid, and they shot him straight in the face, bro. Yeah, like straight in the face. That was like I did not expect that. Like I was like, what the hell? Like literally shot kid in the face. I was like, this is yeah. the LAPD, and I was just thinking the Ice Cube said. <laughs> About, about the NWA side of the LAPD role. I was like, yo, okay, I'm not All surprised. Right. We kinda already talked about Kat and Ethan. Huh. What about what about Suze and Les and Leslie dealing with the girls' fallout? I actually I'm glad you put this in here. This was really, really cool. Like I really like that we got a little bit more Suze this this season. Cause Suze Suze kills me, bro. She's one of my favorite characters. She's so damn funny. But um Yeah, you go ahead and talk about this one. I'm gonna collect my thoughts. Bruh. I'm going to just start off by saying this, and Quattro knows this, y'all. He already know what I'm finna say. Bruh, hey, bruh, Nika King, if you listening. Nika King. If you li- <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you listening, if you listening, I'm, I'm, 
Look, I can take care of your problems. Do not worry. Like I'm right here for you. Oh, right you handle them problems, bro. Hey, bro, look, bro, that's a black. Hey, bro, look, that's a black, bro. I grew up with a black mama, bro. That's a black oh. woman, bro. I, I, I don't I know if you can handle them problems. Hey, listen, man, listen, man, look. She definitely made it clear she's single. So I was just, I was just trying to shoot my shot. You feel me? Nigga King single? Yes. Ah. Bro, if you pull up the IG, bro, I'm telling you, bro, she's single, bro. Single did a Pringle, bro. Sick. Like, like, first of all, who told whoever is uh that works hair and makeup, works wardrobe for Euphoria. You <sighs> made Leslie out here looking bad at every episode, bro. I'm like, bro, who who told her why she looking this good for? She already, but anyway, moving on. I love <laughs> say, moving on. <laughs> I love the dynamic of getting more of Susan, like of um Leslie this season because man, first of all, Leslie already done going through a lot. You I mean she had to bury her husband and her daughter's a drug addict, and she black in America. Yeah, that's some, like man, it was so cool seeing Leslie um like be more involved this season with Rue and her and Rue actually getting closer because of her with her issues i thought that was pretty cool and then suze i love suze because first of all she was not taking none of cassie's shit she's like you fucked your best friend's boyfriend they weren't together you it doesn't matter you did and then she's like i don't give a fuck i just want to watch suze is literally i would say she's the type of parent like like if like i would say like if you was a parent quattro well you're not a woman but if you was the type of parent and you just tied your keys like, bro, just leave me alone. I'm trying to watch my shows, bro. I was like, bro, that's, bro. When she said that, I'm like, bro, I'm gonna be like that when I'm a parent. Like, if I'm tired, bro, and I'm like, bro, you fucked up. I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna be there for you, bro. Hey, bro, I'm, bro, can you just leave me alone, like, bro? That I love... shit was wild. That was Dude, tough though, cause like I imagine uh, so many parents of of children that have issues like that are just like, look, especially the ones that have multiple children. They're just like, yeah. look, I have other kids to raise you want to like destroy your life that is on you but you will not drag my children down um facts that's yeah that's that's gonna be insane but no i i really enjoyed just like the moments there and like the acting from zendaya and nika king and those scenes that they shared especially in that episode where rue you know basically hits rock bottom completely was absolutely insane that withdrawal oh my goodness this show's gotta pick up tons of emmys bro like it has to because oh, yeah. I, I i we'll get we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there yeah but um gia started i thought we were gonna get a little more gia this year um uh gia's story was kind of just the same as season one just kind of being a bystander not a bystander but a party to what's rue's been going through um in terms of like her sobriety and all that stuff um but what did you think about gia this season First of all, shout out to my dog Storm Reed. She's my cousin's twin. Um, I'm killing it every time. Um, I loved how Gia. We didn't get as much as Gia as we would like to, but I loved how we could see Gia starting to grow up more, and she's really starting to try to get out of Rue's shadow and not be dealing with Rue's Rue's bullshit all the time, like. I loved like the scene she had with Ali. I was just thinking about that. Like, man, and we're gonna talk about Ali later, but like, bro, like, shout out to like, 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 man, she really just, just straight up. I could tell she's growing up and she's just, she really wants to get out of her. She wants her sister to get better, but she's, she's tired. Like, we're really starting to see the effect Rue's having on her family in mm. a bad way. 
Right. It's like Gia can't. Gia's such a strong. She's trying to be strong, yeah. She's hitting that point where she just doesn't give a fuck no more. Like I think when he was, I think when Ali was like, it's okay to have self doubt and not think she's gonna get better. And she's like, do you think she's gonna get better since you're the one that's? I'm like, damn. Yeah, so we, yeah, Gia not happy. And Rue was like, come on, Gia, chill out. Gia looking like, don't fucking touch me. I was like, yeah, but Gia was, uh, I was like, oh, Gia getting, hmm, crazy. Yeah. yeah um, crazy. And you mentioned Ali. So I know you, you want to talk about kind of like how Ali was getting closer with the family. I thought it was cool too. Yeah, facts. Ali, this is like a good arc for him. Because he doesn't really have a relationship with his family. So him getting close mm. with Rue and her family was pretty cool. But I'm, hey, bro, I'm trying to know what's up. Hey, bro, is he trying? Hey, bro, look, if you're trying no, to slide with it, Leslie, please don't. Just please. That would literally be the worst thing ever. Don't do that. Because first of all, you and Rue already got a crazy relationship. Don't do that. Don't try to get with I'm her saying, mama. Don't, don't, don't. No, nah, no. Nah, like once Rue was clean and all that, but all right, cool. Once Rue was clean, maybe. Maybe. Get coffee or something. We might yeah, be able to get coffee. We might be able to get coffee, but that's it. First of all, that's it. That's it. That's it. And then, Lex, and then Leslie needs to stop trying to look good for him, bro. Like, yeah, yeah Leslie, Leslie was looking good. She had, she had put the blush on. on get all that. Leslie, like, Leslie said her little white, her white husband died. She said, let me, let me go back to the team. Let me, on, let me come back. Let me. <laughs> yeah, let her come back to it real quick, <laughs> bro. But just the overall story of the season, just Rue, um, following Rue in the in these characters, man, was a fun ride. Would you say the story this this season was better than the first season? <sighs> yeah. Because one, they get it didn't get left off on a cliffhanger, and two, it seems like we're really starting to get to know the characters more, and like right. we're starting to, I think we're connecting more with the characters. Cause I think season one, there was a lot of just, oh shit, this happened, this happened, this happened. We don't know why these characters do what they do, even with some of their backstories. Like mm-hmm. even with Nate's backstory, you do not understand why in the hell is this kid so goddamn insane. But yeah. we'll see more in season two on why he is the person he is because of his dad. Absolutely. Like, Rue, we got more connections about her and her father, how she went through dealing with her father with Lexi's play, which we'll talk about that. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like Maddie. Every, man, I feel so bad for Maddie. I think Maddie yeah. went through the most in this season. Like, holy shit. Like we'll get into that part. But yeah, you we'll mentioned that. you just mentioned the big one in the in the biggest story beat we're gonna talk about before we get into characters. Lexi's play the season finale two-parter doubleheader lexi's play um honestly after watching the sec the final episode i can't say like i feel like it was a little fucked up lexi like and and honestly when cassie was like ripping into her ass on stage like i kind of was like on cassie's side because basically Cassie was just like, all right, so because you have no life, you think you can like get on stage and put all of our lives on stage and judge us and like make caricatures of us. Like, it, I don't know. It, it felt, it felt even like, even though like, like he, like she, what she did to Nate because Nate's such a butthole. But like, even then I still was like, that's messed up. Like, I don't know. What did you think of Lexi's play? Um, it was Lexi's play, by the way, guys, not Maude Apataki. Y'all get out that girl's comments and shit, talking about shit Lexi did on, on a TV show. God, y'all so dumb. Continue. But how I, um, I like Lexi's play because, like, the idea, Lexi's main idea, sometimes people have to get their feelings hurt because my, 
what I really liked about Lexi is she's very observant. But I was always like, bro, Lexi, I'm gonna need you to speak the fuck up sometimes. And she finally did on a grand stage. Like, like the Lexi from season one and season two are two totally different people. Like Lexi did not speak up in season one. Fly on the wall, quiet as hell. But oh, that play, I did mm. think I did yeah. think she did she overdid it though with a lot of the stuff. Like to a certain extent, like I was, I thought it was going a little bit too much talking about Cassie too, like to a certain, I'm like, damn, like you killing your sister, even though Cassie deserved it. Like, first of all, no, yeah, if y'all listening, bro, I do not like, everybody knows I do not like Cassie. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of Cassie back in season one. Um, dang, she wasn't a fan of her in season two, but like, I feel like she did a little bit too much with Cassie. Nate, I was just like, bro. And oh, well, speaking of Nate's thing, guys, I don't know about y'all, but I do not think Nate is gay. I, everyone still thinks he's gay. I don't think he is. And the reason I say this is because if we go back to season one, the only reason anyone first had the idea that Nate is gay is because Rue said he was questioning his sexuality because the story's told through Rue's perspective. But Rue is a woman, so and a lot of women are more quick to throw out ideas of men having these homophobic tendencies or whatnot sometimes. And if we think about it, Nate literally despises everything about his dad. Not because he is his dad, but there's just certain things he despises about his dad. So I don't think he's gay. I, I, I personally, I do not think he's gay. That's just me. I think I do think by he's... virtue of all the things that like he was exposed to and like the things that like he, I don't think he knows what he is, which is yeah. which, which, and it and it frustrates him. He doesn't know how to combat that, and yeah. so that makes it, that makes him lash out. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you said that because that's literally. I'm like he's either questioning himself or he's trying to get. I do think he's homophobic as fuck though. He's a homophobic person. Oh yeah, person. yeah, absolutely. That, like especially was like that was homophobic. I'm like, I mean, it was like I mean because I feel like any it, other character, right? Like yeah. you basically are making fun of their like of them trying to navigate, you know, their sexuality, yeah. and then you make like, and it was kind of like a caricature of like guys in the football in the gym because like it do look like that sometimes, but like yeah. I don't know because especially because you knew that's kind of what was going on, it, it felt it felt messed up. But the play was funny. Like I the thought play Ethan funny. playing Ethan. Suze and all the different characters was amazing. Um, I heard somebody on another podcast, they didn't like it because they were like, a man playing a woman is so like 2004, like just because it's so 2004. I was like, I mean, still was funny. Like, I, it was <laughs> funny. Like, what you mean? That jump was dope. But yeah, no, nah, but when like at the in the final episode, when uh, Cassie like walks on stage and everybody's like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty dope. That shit was wild. And then when they when Maddie and Cassie started fighting, bro, or Maddie started whooping Cassie ass. Gave her that gave bro. She she said that bitch needs to get put down. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I'm like, why couldn't you doing that when Shorty was trying to walk down the aisle like the Grim Reaper? I'd have been like, bitch. I would have tripped that. Whoops. I'd have been like, oh, I'm sorry. Because and no, bro. Can we talk about when she got on stage? And it was like, that's racist. Show us your boobs. I'm like. What? Bro, I was like, wow, wow. I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, like, cause like, like bro, no cap. I know if I would have went to that school, if I would have went to that school, I'd have been like, if I would have went to East Highland, I'd have been like, hey, yo, Cass, hey, bro, let me see the, I would have been saying that, cause, bro, cap, cap. Everybody, everybody, seen her titties, bro. Like, that's just, bruh. like, I feel it so- is crazy. Like, this, uh, this season was like, like, last season, like, I think we got to see just about 
all, most of the characters like full frontal naked, including the male characters. But like I don't know what this season like Sam was infatuated with with Cassie, like literally like I think up until like the like final like three or four episodes, like two or three episodes, like every episode like had like a, a nude Cassie scene. And honestly, in the words of Shannon Park, that ain't a problem. No, but he did have a bro. Like you, I know you remember that thing. It was like, bro, we finally got an episode with no dicks, bro. That joke was so funny over Twitter, bro. There, every episode had a dick. I'm like, bro, like, can you not? Like, what is up? Like, too, it's too much. It's too much. It's too. I yeah. Was like, yeah. He. Yeah. Yeah. Cassie, bro. Like, bro. Sydney Swinney definitely in her bag, cause bro, they was like, hey, yo, um, yeah, we're gonna need that. Like, yeah, just. You remember when Lexi was doing her little about the little segment about how Lexi was doing setting up the play and Lexi was like, uh, more slutty. I was like, what the damn bro? I'm like, yeah, they really want Cassie to be fleshed out like this. That was just crazy. That was yeah, crazy. she she was definitely one of my uh least favorite characters this season. But Let's get into characters, man. Let's just run through the characters and just kind of give our thoughts on them this season. And uh, we'll do implications. We'll get out of Charles' hair. But got to start off with Zendaya, man. I know we kind of mentioned a lot of these, so we'll be able to kind of fly through these. So yeah. Zendaya, your thoughts as Rue? First of all, she better be getting another Emmy. If not, y'all stupid. Secondly, I am actually happy. Like, I mean, she was good. Like, the show overall was so good. But I don't know if this is like... I feel like season one definitely like put it well wait nah nah you're right cap I'm, that, I was fifth, just thinking about, that, that fifth episode yeah, yeah. The first 20 yeah. minutes just yeah i just thought about the fifth episode holy yeah, my shit. Bad. <laughs> like, sam levinson why did you do that bro like he gonna make sure zendaya get another motherfucking Emmy, bro he like oh yeah i'm making sure she got all these monologues saying all this shit. but anyway give her another emmy i'm glad how they left off rue she finally told jules to keep to get the fuck step and get the fuck out my way bro I love that. I love that about Rue. Rue's choosing herself over her sobriety. Sort of. Right now. We don't know. But right now, things are looking good. Because she stayed clean for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought Rue was cool. Um, I, I felt like Rue... I, I felt like her rise to being clean in the end was like... I don't know. Like I feel like she didn't hit rock bottom hard enough. If that makes sense, because like it could get a lot more dark than it did for her uh, in episode five. But uh, Rue, all in all, like the the performance from Zendaya, from Zendaya was freaking amazing. My favorite Rue moment in the entire season had to be in episode like two when uh, like she got high, and then like they showed you what she experiences when she gets high and why she gets high, and like she's literally like closes her eyes, she's hugging her dad, but then like it's double edited to where she's hugging labyrinth singing a song and it just like bruh and then like it cut to all the different characters kind of like just in a solo like shot just kind of chilling i was like bruh this is so fucking fire yeah right yeah that was probably my favorite room moment uh next character cassie um a mess <laughs> i got two words for, for cassie a mess <laughs> I got, you got two words. I've got, I think I got five or six words for Cassie. She belongs to the streets. That's literally how I feel about Cassie. She belongs to the streets. Like, uh, man, oh man. Like no green shit, but Cassie, you, you got, you got some work to do. 
and yeah, nobody gonna be liking you for a while. Yeah. But Sydney Sweeney yeah. killed it. Like, oh my yeah, god, Sydney like, Sweeney did an amazing job. Oh my season. god, like she I hope she gets nominated for something because this role was every episode. She 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 killed it, like for real. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. I just found saw some funny shit. I'm gonna send it to you in a second, Rod. That shit funny. But uh, <laughs> shit, so funny. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, nah, yeah, Cassie, Cassie killed it. Um, I definitely can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, definitely the craziest moment for me was definitely at the end of season two, where uh, she's like, "Oh, what did she say?" She's like, uh, "Oh, by the way, like Nate broke up with me before, like I went out on stage," and uh, Maddie just goes. That's just the beginning. Like, no no advice, no, like, I told you so. She's just like, hey, I'm done with you, bro. Like, you do what you got to do. <laughs> Walks off. I was like, yeesh. Um, next character, uh, Jules, man. Jules. Talk about Jules. Um, fuck Jules. Um, uh, disrespectfully. Um, Jules never loves Zendaya. Never has, never did. Um, if you believe she did, you're cap. Um, Jules is a... Is a pretty like I still think Jules is a pretty compelling character. I just like wish she had gotten more, um, like of her own story, and I wish they would like disconnect her from Rue, and not connect her to Elliot, which was so dumb in in, in a sense. Like Rue did not like she did not have the same effect she did last season, and made her and Elliot just root like useless ass characters in the end. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Fuck Jules. She never did love Rue, and Rue said, "We're fucking done." I love that. Um, oh I, my I, God. St- I still, I Couldn't still, have been happier. I still feel like that Jules is a like man. I just don't know how I feel about Jules because she's just so like she's very she's a very complex, um, compelling character, like you said. But I do think Jules she just needs to fix like first of all. Why don't you stop being so defensive and actually speak to your mother? Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, I think the reason why Jules is the way she is is because she doesn't want to forgive her mother, but yet she wants to try to go date someone that literally was in the same, that literally your the shit your mother went through, that person's going through right now. Like, no offense, but how fucked up can you be? Like, I do not like Jules for that simple reason. How she, yeah, fuck Jules, really. That's how I feel right now. Fuck Jules. And I hope, hopefully she can get a relationship with her mother instead of being so ridiculous and trying to bash her any chance she gets. But yeah, but that's how I felt about Jules. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Moving on, we got to talk about Maddie. First off, Maddie, I think, looked the absolute best this season. Like, I don't know what it was, but Maddie, whoever was like styling Maddie to makeup, bro, Maddie, bro, Alexa Demi just is gorgeous beyond belief like i what do you huh <laughs> bruh, she's so fine like bruh <laughs> uh but nah maddie i think went through the most like i think i agree with you when you say went through the most besides of course the drug addict uh but um and just in terms of socially like her best friend getting with her ex and her ex still reeling from like her ex and like i said in the season one reviews one of the most resonant arcs in the show and just the way that re- that relationship is dealt with, not only between her and Kat- her and Nate, but her and Cassie and Cassie and Nate, like that's something that happens all too much in 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 around the age that these kids are and the ages that we are. So um, that was pretty interesting. But I also really liked, and it wasn't 
really touched on a lot this season, but also really like the little slices of life we get with her when she was babysitting and kind of gleaning um, knowledge and wisdom from the lady she was babysitting from, who also was in Titans. Shout out to uh, Dove from Titans. Love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, because basically what they were saying was this is who Lexi could possibly be, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you know, married to some rich guy, just kind of living life. But, you know, like as she noted when in the, one of the last times they spoke, I made mistakes too. And I, I really like that. Your thoughts about Maddie this season? Yeah, she went through so much, man. It was crazy. Crazy. And she did look the most. <sighs> Alexa Demi, we just think, I just want to, hey, bro. I just want to take a moment to thank God for Alexa Demi. Like, literally, thank you, Lord. That, but anyway. Um, God Maddie, broke the mold, boy. He sure did. But Lord, Maddie, man, she went through so much. I'm so glad we. she's finally really breaking away from that toxic ass stuff with Nate. Like, oh, my God, because that is too much. And she deserves better than that boy. And yeah, I loved, I like you mentioned the little spurts of her babysitting, I thought was so cool. And, and Maddie's just, I can't wait to see what happens next for Maddie. I hope she ends up, bro, I can't, like, I gotta mention this, bro. How you gonna bring my dog Meech from, um, my dog Meech from BMF and he only get one episode? Like, bro. That was crazy. I was like, bro, is that my boy Meech from BMF? I'm like, bro, can we? Sam, can we please let Maddie get some chocolate in her life? Like, I have been preaching this since season one. Like, I would love to see Maddie fuck around and mess with McKay. I'll be like, oh, streets needed that way, like, expeditiously. But McKay too good for Maddie. I'm sorry, Maddie. You're not worthy enough for McKay. But anyway, that's all Honest, the topic. Honestly, honestly. But yeah. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about Jacob E. Lordy, uh, Nate. Nate went through a lot. Like, I know Nate is a shit character, and he always will be. But just, like... When you put in the stuff that happened with his dad, like, you got to understand, like, bro, there, there's a method to the madness, bro. Like, this dude is fucked up in the head. And yeah. they, this is why people advocate for therapy. Therapy would clear a lot of this right on up. But uh, he just, he's a, he's a guy that doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to, what to do with these emotions. And and that's the worst part. Um, he still messed up for messing with, with his ex's best friend. But as a shit guy would do, that's what shit guys are going to do. But uh jkb lordy did a really good job this season uh he was a little more he was like less dickheadish it was more like he was just navigating uh is like the, the best word i can give for it but mm-hmm. i honestly enjoy it nate's I, I i don't know why i always enjoy characters like this in shows because they really like do the work to like he's a bad guy but like he's bad for a reason but yet he still does things that are so like left field that you can never root for him even though you know what the problem is like i think this is a true, true testament to what a, what a good written villain is that like hey this villain's a villain but like there's a reason he's a villain but like he's done shit that's so bad that like you still can't root for him be- and therefore he makes him the villain so mm-hmm. uh definitely enjoyed that about nate what about you facts everything you said and yeah, bro. Nate Nate definitely been reading Hoodville because he literally was on some Hoodville shit this season. I thought that was crazy. And of course, you guys, we all knew Nate never loved, but I think never loved Cassie. I think the most interesting thing about Nate for me was definitely stuff that went through his dad, him finally turning his dad in. I know that was so much to go through for his character. And 
I think to a certain extent, Nate is heartbroken, and I can't wait to see what happens to him next because he basically his his family's never going to be the same again. Mm. And he lost the love of his life. Like real talk, like he loved Maddie. Like whether people noticed it or not, they were toxic. They were toxic for each other, but they loved each other. Like love makes you do crazy things, and he lit. He knows he's never going to probably ever get her back. And I know that. Look, if I was to date someone like Maddie, not loser. Nigga, I'm finna be like Kanye West going to find me another Kim Kardashian. I'm finding me another Maddie, which is what he did with Cassie. So, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, he is literally the perfect villain because there's... And he doesn't know how to control his emotions. And, yeah, that's how that's how I say about Nate. What's the next character? Hold on one second. Well, dang, I lost the. Oh, Fez. Well, sorry, y'all boys. I, I I got lost in the in my in my train of of thought. But next up, man, let's talk about Fez. Let's talk about Fez. Fez. Fez had a big season this season. Uh, he still did Fez things like you know he still sells drugs. Um, they were just banking on. Because at the end of season one, of course, he robs um, Mouse's uh, supplier. And then, um, you know, of course, in the first episode, Ashtray murdered him. So uh, now we're kind of just navigating that. And like his relationship with his relationship with Lexi was basically his story for the whole season. Um, but I always enjoy Angus Cloud. He does a great job. Uh, literally Mac Miller in the flesh. But your thoughts on Fez? Basically everything you said, I loved his dynamic relationship with Lexi. Um, I'm so I feel so bad that he lost his little brother and he's basically lost everything. Cause if you think about it, he's not the same with Rue no more after Rue fucking tried to take his grandmother's drugs. Like Yeah. Damn. This man then lost a lot and he's still gonna find a way to stay positive. That's what I love about Fesco. He tries to find the most positive thing out of any situation, but yeah. Homie had a big season, and now homie gonna be in the slammer next time we see him. So yeah, I don't think we'll ever see Fez again. Like I think, like, cause I'm, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But we'll next up, Mod Apatow as Lexi. Of course, Lexi and Fez was amazing. Uh, she also looked really good this season too. But yeah. um, yeah, I yeah, I liked her uh with Fez, and I like that they gave her a little bit more to do. Um, she was kind of like a, she was definitely like in the class of like Gia in season one, was kind of like a bystander of everything. But this episode, they kind of put her in the forefront, especially when it came down to Lexi's play. Of course, she was at the forefront. But then again, they like, they were right. You have no life. See, not like you have no life, but like it's not on display and like filled with drama. So it makes you seem like you have nothing going on. But, um, I, I hope we do get to see a little bit more of Lexi because I do believe there are students in high school that don't have their drama all out in the streets and don't have somebody in the bed every night. Like they just chill, they just do their thing, you know, join a club or two and graduate and do what they go about their business. Facts. Facts. Any thoughts on Lexi? First of all, Kid Kev, if you're listening, I know yes, you man. said I know you said that, Lexi's the only reason you watch the show. But if we want to do a poll and ask who's the finest woman on Euphoria. Next motion. Lexi would not be in the top. Lexi, Lexi would not, not win, but Mata Patel is a very beautiful woman. Don't get it twisted. I love Mata Patel. But everything about Lexi, you said, um, I do want to get a. T- I really want. I like. I'm glad we got those little spurts about knowing how she reacted to 
the situation because remember in Cassie's episode, we only saw from Cassie's perspective of the dad, the situation with the dad. But we got a little bit about Lexi's how she felt about the situation with the mom and the dad. I do want to, I want to get more of their family dynamic. Like I know we got some, but I want a little bit more from Lexi's side because that last episode, Ruth's like, Lexi, I know he wants to get better for you, but it's all about if he wants to get better for himself. I can tell Lexi's dad doing those steroids and all that stuff is really still affecting her, and I want to see that more because. We don't. We haven't seen that a lot about Lexi. The biggest thing for her is just her dad not being there, and you know, she's a daddy's girl. Her and Cass both are. So I would like to see more of that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, moving on, let's talk about Cat. I was pissed. Cat got shafted this season, man. She had that really big season, season one. Really like on the I'm every woman kick. Like got Ethan. Got the guy. Like literally everything was looking up, and then like season two comes, and like. She had like a couple moments in like the beginning of the season, and after that, it was just like bystander. I was like, "Bruh, bruh!" Mm-hmm. Literally one of the most compelling stories from season one. Facts, like, I wish we would have got more cat. Like, I know I do think her arc with Ethan though was fleshed out pretty well. I just wish we would have got something different, like not just her and Ethan. Like, I wish we could have got something more. Hopefully, season three we'll be able to get around to that, but. Yeah, Cat was shafted this season very bad. Yeah. But still had she still saw the the scene she was in. I was still mad at her how she tried to break up with Ethan saying she had a fucked up condition. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, that shit was I'm like, up. I'm like, that's fucked up. And then he was then she was gonna be like, You're gaslighting me. I was like, No, he's not. Like nah. you literally aren't sick. Yeah. Like and he's bro. like, Look, like I'm cool, like like honestly, like I'm fine breaking up, but like bro, tell me the truth. Like for real, don't lie to me. Like Like bro, I don't know how I like he cool for that. I don't know how, how cool I could have kept it. Oh no. Nah. I'd have been real disrespectful. I'm sorry. I'd have, yeah, I'd have got mad. I'd have been like, you never mind. Uh, yeah. Moving on. You talked about your girl a little bit, Gia. You know, Gia. Yeah. Uh, I want to see more from her next season. Facts. Uh, I know Storm Reed got the re- got the got the range to to go toe to toe with any of these actors in terms of their character, and I think a Gia episode would be phenomenal. But honestly. Facts. Like it's kind of like Lexi is just like she's so wrapped into like what Cas like what her sisters got going on. You know, like where do we go from here? So we'll see. Yeah. yeah, everything you said. I would love to get more of G. I would love to get her an episode, but it might be hard considering Storm Reed is a full time college student as well. That might be another yeah. reason why she didn't get as much showtime. Good as point. She did. And Good she's point. finna. Point. And she finna do that. Whatever she's finna do that. She just got her biggest break. She's finna do the, the that game movie adaptation. I forgot. But yeah, well, I want to see more movie adaptation. Oh my god. Come back to me on that. I'll have it by the end of the episode. But yeah, gotcha, I want gotcha. I want I want a G episode badly. All right, let's talk about this useless sing songy ass nigga, Elliot. <laughs> you defined it everything I was gonna say. Like why? 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 And sorry. also, I would love to know why y'all let him do a whole four minute ass song in the middle of the episode like that. Like like even like they, they cut this in Dan's face and like even she was just like this nigga really been singing like three minutes like <laughs> no cap. And like, I feel like the lyrics are fine. Like, yeah, like lyrics go crazy, but like, why are you singing for three? Like, give me 30 seconds and drop the song on Spotify after. Like, what's up? No, no kizzy. Man. <laughs> and then like, then, then she, he cheated on, he cheated on, he cheated on Jules with Zendaya. Or like, he, he, he home regs Zendaya and Jules, which I don't care about, but it's still like, damn, yeah. that's messed up. Oh God. Like, I don't care Just, about Elliot. 
I don't pointless as hell. Like I <laughs> moving I on, man. My favorite character, y'all already know, bro. Cal Jacobs. I know he's a shit character, but he's really written well. And his scene where he just is like, "Hey, look, this is what it is and what it ain't." Like, I love you. You were a fox in high school. Like his episode in general was just amazing. Like I from the beginning to the end, and like the scene with his friend and all that stuff. It was incredibly sad because like it it, it speaks to a generation that like you know ostracize people like like cal uh for really no reason like i get like you know being a christian that like that it has certain connotations and you know even though it's the same like everything else but um even though it has certain connotations like why you have to hate and treat people a different a certain way just because of something because of like the way they act and the people they love but to see like a uh, cal who grew up in that generation and like reap the benefits and try to hide it and then it messed up his kids was it's always been an interesting uh plot point for me mm-hmm. and just like that scene where he's just like look i'm gonna be me and now granted he is walking out on his family but in a sense is he really i mean two grown sons and i mean yeah i'm sorry for his wife but i'm sure his wife was not tripping in the end <laughs> but yeah nah cal jacobs like had a really interesting arc and the way his the way way his story ended like it ended like the right way but like i still felt like dang like i kind of wanted him to just kind of like ride to the sunset even though he didn't deserve it um but nah yeah kim getting arrested uh was was a pretty good icing on the cake what did you think of cal jacobs story bro first of all cal murdered that scene so good where he was like i'm gonna fuck whatever i want i'm a grown man i'm like bro he straight up murdered that i'm gonna be me even though bro, he not was, the first three minutes that I seen his dick was out. That shit was weird. Yeah, that was weird. He fucking pissed on the floor. He wanted to claim his territory like a dog. I was like, wow, this is awkward. I loved his episode. And it does show the like Cal is a very good written character. I'm not the biggest fan of Cal because he really did wreck his family. Like, I was like, bro, like, I know you are who you are, but bro, you have to think about it. you have a family and well, he didn't give a fuck no more, but yeah, like Eric Dane did such a good, like, he's one of my favorite actors in this show because he does so well as Cal Jacobs. But yeah, yeah, Cal got what was coming to him. And honestly, sorry, not sorry. By Sheriff, by Sheriff Greenwood. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. He did that to himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, like, you, yeah. you, yeah, nah. They, they, had, they had to get you. you. You going to jail. You ain't never getting out. Yeah, you going to jail, my boy. Uh, they going to get him about 25. They going they gonna to put him in there. Uh, Next one uh nika king we talked about leslie man she killed it amazing job just amazing actress uh definitely did you know she is the same woman from the hannah montana episode where uh she's the mascot episode and she Mm -hmm. plays the coach i was i saw that on instagram and i was like what that's crazy Uh, ethan man ethan ethan did his thing bro he had a little he didn't really have a lot of play time in the first half but second half boy woof his thing yeah i didn't peg him as a theater kid that was the crazy part like i never pegged him as a theater kid yeah true me either i loved how they did him to play it was actually really cool to meet austin abrams in real life dude is short like you met austin abrams yeah i met austin abrams what was that like that was pretty cool um dudes dudes a really chill person i met him when i was working on the film with um the lady that wrote Thor Love and Thunder. Like, remember I told you I worked on a movie this past summer that's mm. got a whole bunch of Netflix stars in it. One of them is you don't like her show. I'm not even gonna mention the name because you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I yeah, met him yeah. and bro, it was pretty cool. Like, dude, something chill, dude, bro. Like he's really chill. But yeah, Ethan, bro, give Ethan um a Tony for his performance in that play. Not, not, 
Not a whole ass Tony. Bro, give me <laughs> Not love a Tony. Tony for real. Yeah, bro. That's all I got. That's all I got to say about Ethan. Give him a Fine. Tony. Yeah, Ethan did an amazing job in the play. Um, next up, Chloe Cherry is Faye. Um, I liked her. I, I liked. Her. She was a really interesting addition. It gives you know. I feel like every like drug movie I like I've seen it has like a gangster. There's always some random ass woman that just is like there. Yeah. Like not necessarily the girlfriend. If you listen to NWA, they call this girl Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to NWA. Shout out to all my NWA fans. Uh, Strawberry, Strawberry selling pussy for crack. That's just so funny, But no, I, I liked Fez, and I loved how in the end she came through for Fez and gave him the shh while uh, while the boy homeboy was trying to talk to him and get him get him ratted out. Um, what did you think of Fez? Bro, I can't cap. I couldn't. Bro, Faye was funny as fuck. I got it. Faye's so funny. Faye is very. Faye is very funny. Faye was pissing me off to a certain extent, but she came back through when she did not let old boy get the best of them. I was like, Faye, you a real one. You a real one. Yeah, but Faye is definitely funny. Yeah, bro. I saw. I was reading a um an article about um the characters and like people were giving Faye backlash about her lips and I was like bro like I don't, why <laughs> first why? off fake Faye, face pretty like I don't like she's cute as hell but why you got to make fun of her facial features something she can't control is messed up to me even though you probably behind your keyboard looking goofy as hell <laughs> oh god but continuing on last person we got to talk about let's talk about ashtray man ashtray this season grew up and he won't be growing up no more so yeah man I'm hurt I'm hurt I'm hurt my dog was just trying to pay off his mortgage. He literally said in his first lines of euphoria, I'm just trying to pay off my mortgage. So what the fuck do you, bro? He's about his business and he ain't even go, he ain't even old enough to have a mortgage first off. And second of all, he won't ever be old enough to have a mortgage. <laughs> Fact. Ride or die, it's... literally. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. Like if you one of my homies, bro, like I want you to be a ride or die like Ashtray. Ashtray was ready at it all at all costs bro it, like to protect if i ever need if i ever need like security i'm gonna be like bro like yo only test you got to be like ashtray from euphoria you're not ashtray like from ashtray from euphoria i don't want you period remember that scene where cal was outside scoping him out and he pulled him in the house and beat the hell out of him with the he said pop 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 he's like yo ass chill chill i was like he Girl, did damn near killed that man whooped this grown man's ass <laughs> like Fact. But anything, any lingering thoughts about the show overall or any characters before we move into implications? Um, okay, I saw this thing where a lot of people were like, bro, what's up? What, like, they had a big plot hole about that suitcase. Y'all, let's be for real. It's not that big of a plot hole because if you think about it, okay, Rue got the drugs from the woman that Fez technically works for, right? Mm -hmm. She technically gave her over the 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 jewelry she gave her that she stole in episode five was worth over eight thousand she so she owes her two bands okay y'all mm -hmm. y'all do realize that fesco's house got raided so obviously there were drugs all over that house unless there were none they're going to end up leading it back to no, i remember thing. there was none he said he said that like they don't keep drugs at the house anymore yeah so unless if we're just being hypothetical what's his name and I don't know how much he gave the cops. I forgot dude's name, but he's a bitch. Fuck him. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he got stabbed in the neck. Sorry, y'all. Fuck him. But yeah, I don't know how much he gave the cops, but there could be a chance that that lady in their entourage might get got. 
depending on how much he told them. So it's not that big of a plot hole because I mean fair, but on the other side of that spectrum, uh I just last night I watched Friday and I watched Big Worm threaten to kill no, try to kill uh Yeah, them boys. Them boys over two hundred dollars. Yeah. So I I mean Lori don't seem like the type that's gonna just forget two bands. Oh no. Seems like she did because at the end of the episode, she's like, I stayed clean through high school. So obviously that means she probably lived through high school. So obviously they just were like, all right, I yeah, guess we'll just kind of. She, bro, she paid this shit off. She paid the shit off somehow. <laughs> I, hopefully, or it could be, it could be a season. Like it could be a throwaway season three plot line. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Which will be dropping in 2024, like two years from now, which is crazy. Uh, but I mean, if they're gonna drop heat like this, bro, take all the time you need to be honest. Like, oh yeah, Sam, take all the time because Sam's the only right, bro. I wish Sam had another writer. Like, he's the only I, writer on the show. Yes, I love That's how insane. I love how he writes the show. But like, if he had another writer, I feel like it'd be able to help. Like, because there's only so much creatively you can do with one mind. If you had yeah. two, like, two heads better than one. We all know that. Yeah, because Hunter um, Schaefer wrote her special episode. You saw that yeah. came out. Mm, well, mm, bad example. That I well, I'm I don't like that episode, but <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, it was crazy. You think they'll you think they'll do more uh, special episodes in in between the the two year gap? I think it depends on how busy the actors are because the only reason they did those special episodes because the day was not busy at the time. Or yeah, this is true. Everybody was, chilling. Was, Everybody's at the house. <laughs> everybody was at the house. She literally they did that and Malcolm and Marie like crazy. Insane, but okay. Yeah. Um. Dominic Fike is should will be returning for season three. Don't know why. Really wish I understood why. Um, I mean the ladies love him, man. They you know they they gonna get they gonna get the eyes on the TV. So. I don't know what they need to do. Speaking of Dominic Fike, bro, bring back it, who was that? His sister, his cousin. What's bro? Oh my god, bring back Zaya, please. So beautiful, bro. Please. Oh my. Like, she only had that one scene. Bro, twenty seconds, bro. Like that, that bro. How could they do that to me? It did that to me on purpose. I feel I, done dirty. I, I was done dirty. And how you I see Sam Lippis and I'm whooping his ass. And you bring my boy Meech in. And he only in one episode. And then how they did McKay. Bruh, Bruh come. That was my, yeah, shafted. McKay, I needed a McKay. Bro, don't even get me started. Because I really was pissed that McKay didn't get. I think, I don't think we're, I think we're done with McKay too. Like, I'm like, cap. But you think, I think we're, we might be done. We might be done. I think we'll get like a time jump because it seemed like they got they like, like they alluded to the end of high school. And I think at that point, they're like juniors. So do you think we jump to like the last endings of them graduating or senior year or jumping like to first year of college? I feel like college is kind of like weird because like I'm sure a lot of them will go off separate ways. Um, but like a college show surrounding like college, bro, that's a whole different beast. You think high school bad <sighs> college? Oh, yeah, you ain't even ready. <laughs> yeah, I think I do think we will get a time jump. I think they'll probably be fresh out of high school, probably like maybe like a couple of them in college. I'm pretty sure Rue would be working. Rue definitely ain't going to college. Shit, yeah. I ain't saying no. Hey, you never know. But yeah, I think it'll be a time jump because if you guys, I don't know if a lot of people they get confused about the ages, but if you guys want to know, Lexi and Rue are the babies of the group. They are juniors. Wow. Like Cassie, Maddie, Cat, they're all seniors. Mm. They're finna graduate. I don't know about BB. I wish we got more. B- I love BB. BB's pretty cool. I think She's- BB's hilarious. BB's hilarious, but yeah. And then yeah, so like though, like and then Nate. I Nate is um. I think Nate's a senior as well. 
Okay. You know what would be cool? I would. It would be cool. Yeah, because like, he was season one. He played his last football game. It's like this might be Nate Jacobs' last football game at East Highland. Yeah. Got so, yeah, you. he's a senior in high school. So I yeah. think what would be cool if they did like I can't remember what show it was that did this. Kind of on my block was kind of what I was thinking of, but not really because it only was like in the very last like scene of the last episode. But like if like while they're like walking them through like their senior year and getting them out of there, like we get a whole new like kind of a fresh cast of characters to kind of like lead the charge for like the next euphoria like yeah. imagine like having a show where like you're walking zendaya you know uh alexa demi and cassie off the show but then you walk in people like maddie ziegler fucking jenny jenna ortega into yeah. euphoria crazy that shit would be insane that would be <laughs> bro look sam you're like and they're in the same class as gia oh bro sam levison could do that like he's he's definitely got the bro that would be dope that bro jenna ortega and maddie ziegler are up next bro like they're oh i, I love them both they're amazing the fallout was such a good movie um any other implication before we rate this boy oh not an implication but i did remember yes yeah, storm reed's gonna be in the last of us that's the movie oh the, okay she's okay. gonna be being the last of us playing riley but yeah that's really yeah huh yeah, so she got something big coming up. Oh yeah. Lord, I'm sure the racists love it. Cause isn't Riley's the little white girl, right? I think Riley is the I I haven't played I only played the game once, but I think Riley is white. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, okay, gonna, cool, 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 cool. I think that's yeah. it for meal implications, man. Let's go ahead and rate this boy. Um this show was freaking phenomenal um as the episodes come out, like I would tell my friends, I'd be like, yo, this gotta be some of the best TV I've ever watched. Um, like I have a, my favorite show is House of Cards, but like, and it's and I believe House of Cards is one of the best shows I've ever watched. But it, it, Euphoria is making a very, very good case to like possibly pass it for my for my personal like best show ever made. Like it, I and I've seen a lot. Like I, I think I've seen more consumed more quality television than I have probably film. Uh, I just love television, and so like I've watched a lot of TV in my time. And Euphoria, I can't name too many shows that have come close. Yeah. I can feel you so for me, I'm gonna go solid nine point five out of ten. I'm right there with you at nine point five. They, they like the show definitely has its narrative issues, but like at the end of the day, what we do get is so freaking good, and just the visuals, man, the music, and I loved how they kind of dipped more into like the first season was a lot more labyrinth and a lot more just general score stuff, but this show they like really dig dug into a soundtrack you know yeah. they probably got a little bit more money to afford a soundtrack so um right. definitely enjoyed that more but 9.5 is where i'm sitting yeah i'm gonna ride with you at a 9.5 like everything you said i just love the acting was so much better we got i think we got to connect a lot more with the characters and dug more into their psyche and i love seeing that and honestly and guys i will say one thing about this like i mentioned this before and I'm okay with I'm okay that they're taking their time with this because like, man, I had to wait three years to get season two. I'm okay with waiting two years to get season three, man. So, yes, I'm. Uh, I really like how they dug into the characters. So I'm gonna give it a nine point five out of ten. It was done so well in that labyrinth. Labyrinth. I've been man. riding Ooh. with you since 2014, and you have not disappointed me yet. Fact, bro. I remember when I first discovered Labyrinth, bro, and I was like, yeah, this dude's special. Yeah, this so solid. Real. 
Drake did a great job. Future, y'all killed producing it. Y'all did y'all thing. Bro, Drake, please um, pull up in the show one time, please. I just want it once. Bro, no, he don't need to pull up in the show. <laughs> All right, y'all boys, that has been a cafeteria talk TV review of Euphoria season two. We hope you enjoyed it, man. We had fun recording it. We loved Euphoria. We literally talked about it all the time. Robert, you've been on it since 2019. I've been on it since like 2020. I really enjoyed God, 2020 is two years ago. Wow. Bro, like where the hell did that go? Where the hell did two years go? I'm like it sad. really, I feel like 2020 was like yesterday. Oh gosh. Bro, god dang. Well, man, y'all, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, I'm, you can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the paper from the C. And then you can catch me on Twitter at Quattro IV underscore. Uh, where can they find you, Slick? You can find me on Instagram, Slick, without the C, underscore Rob, 2 bs underscore on Instagram, and Robert W116 on Twitter. Yes, sir. Y'all know it's March. So y'all know what that means. Brackets and B-rolls. You got to check out me and Fly Guy Ties podcast. We should be coming out with some very special stuff, some coming real soon on our season on psychological thrillers we've been having a great time reviewing those movies man it's been a blast working with my dog fly guy tie on that you can catch me on at catch us on instagram at brackets underscore b-rolls b-r-a-c-k uh e-t-s underscore b-r-o-l-l-s you catch same us same handle on twitter please check that out and also check us out over here in tallahassee if you're ever in the area uh muse tallahassee m-u-s-e tallahassee uh same handle on twitter we are doing some amazing things, growing, doing things. I'm so excited. Uh, we love you guys. Do something nice for somebody. Uh, we got big stuff coming. We got a Batman review. We got Cafeteria Talk XD with Will and that boy Slick. We got Boba Fett coming with DJ New and Slick Rob. I'm so excited for that. I can't wait to get this show back on track, back on the road. I love you guys so much. Slick Rob, anything before we get out? Oh, oh yeah. You guys, I don't know if any of you guys got AMC Plus or whatever, but I am in one of the episodes of The Walking Dead soon. So I think it's episode 11 of the last season. So check it out. I am a patient. And I can officially say that now because it's already dropped or it's dropping on Sunday. So I'm Bro, right. That's you, awesome. will, you will see me right by um our lovely girl from Eternals. Jesus, what's her name? Makari, ah, da 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 da. Fuck. Yeah. Damn it. It jumped right out of my damn head too. Oh my god. Look, I just forgot her name. Makari. Yes, but yes, y'all can catch me on there, and I'll be, and I'll be on a couple other shows soon, making little just pop ups here and there. So yeah, check me out there. That's that's kind of all I have to say. Lauren Ridloff. Lauren Ridloff. Yes. Yeah. So proud of you, man. Can't wait to check that out. We love you guys. Thank y'all so freaking much for for listening to this episode. We love you guys. Cafeteria Talk. We are out. Ooh.